right, guys. Welcome to The Toast. I am here and fortunate to be here with Tyler Rath, Sean Haynes of Big Valley Capital, a new affiliate of the Ag Center. Excited to have you guys here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's good to be here. Thank you for being here. I am fortunate enough to uh, have met uh, Sean a couple years ago, I would say three years now. Yes. Four, three, four years. Um, for me personally, when getting some of my businesses going, one of my biggest issues was how to keep, um, I guess, all my finances in check, really learning how to deal with the bank and things like that. And so I, I reached out to quite a few people and, uh, uh, well, AgriCFO, which is another one of their companies, just kept um, get brought up to me. And so I met with Sean, and uh, that's how the story started for me. I know they're partners. I don't deal with Tyler on a daily basis, but I know he reviews some of my stuff. So I've uh, been working with them for three years, but more importantly, what they have done for my business is really – turned around the way I'm looking at finance, the way I'm looking at my business, my future. Like Sean, me and Sean were talking before, it's a marathon, not a quick sprint. And I think that's been an issue for so many people. You find yourself going after something and you're held back because your financing isn't correct or you don't understand your leverage position or whatever that might be. So I think that's what these guys are really doing, but now they're taking it to another level of, as Sean likes to say, I'm a bank without having a true bank, right? right? Being so, a bank without being a bank. Mm-hmm. So that's the main reason they have joined, uh, Tyler and Sean have joined the Ag Center, is they are going to help people who are following the Ag or interested, who are looking to get financed in whether it's equipment real estate, solar, whatever it might be, they have a different type of optioning, options for you. And so I'm excited to hear a lot more from you guys. I know a lot about you guys, but um, first of all, Sean, introduce yourself. Kids, tell, tell us what you got going. <laughs> you know, I know what you have, but tell the industry, you know, listeners out here. Oh, man. Um, so starting the finance business like 20 years ago, just about. Start with Samwell Bank, yep. and then Bank of the West went through the credit training program, got a degree in ag economics, uh, and they just spent like 20 years just doing the grind, learning how to people finance businesses, seeing people succeed and fail, how do they analyze cash flow, how do they get access to capital, how do they evaluate op, you know, opportunity, um, and then how do they cover themselves for loss. And then you know after doing that for about 20 years, you know, ended up at Robble Bank at the end of that thing, 2015, October. Uh, Tyler was working with me at the bank there at the time, and we, we just kind of saw this continuing need on the farmer side for someone to have that expertise that they didn't have, right, mm-hmm. that translate that, because the banker would come to them with the set of information, the farmer would come, and if the banker wasn't in the right mindset or didn't have the right background, they just couldn't cross that divide. And Absolutely. a lot of just structure issues or couldn't get access to capital, um, and we just, half the time we were spending at the bank being consultants for our clients, right? Yep. And so we decided, you know what, let's just do that full-time for our clients. They need it. So that's where AgriCFO came up. We did that for probably two, three years. Um, Got pretty successful, a lot of dairy work. We're probably around a couple hundred thousand dairy cows every month we do numbers on. Do companies like yourself, really focused on helping them find capital, how to properly structure debt so they can pay for it, 
look at options, you know, and then also look at opportunities. It doesn't really make sense to invest this money. Yeah. How do we get it paid back? How do we make sure we got an out, right, coverage? And then out of that, we same, same, saw the same kind of need from the other side. Now we were on the other side of the table and said, hey, man, there just seems to be a need for somebody to have an option for access to capital, especially for small and mid-sized farmers, but even the large guys, somebody that can be tailored, someone that really understands the economics, can put the pack, package together and sell that debt. And so we've been, we started Big Valley Capital about a year, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, and just started packaging debt. So Big Valley Capital does two things. One, we find people to fund your debt. So we've got affiliate relationships with real estate lenders and equipment lenders. Mm-hmm. We package a deal off, propose it, get it done. Um, and then the other side of that coin, we also, even if you have an existing lender and have a hard time getting them to be on time with their renewals or get you additional capital, we package loans up. So we know how a bank underwrites, and basically what we do is do the underwriting work for them. So we put the budget. That you together, guys so. do know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I we will find- <laughs> tell you that. I love my bank, and uh, they've been they're good. I mean, you know, you work with me, but I feel like when I I guess it, there's probably there's a lot more smarter people than me out there, but. I used to come at the end of the year, this is how much cash I have, this is what I have on my balance sheet, or whatever it is, and what can I get for a line of credit next year? And they would tell you, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'd go, well, I kind of got bigger plans than that. It sounds like we're going to fall short this year. And so that's the one thing your guys' company really did for me was like, I I totally was missing the whole, there is a story behind your business. There is a story that some things aren't on the paper. Something, you know, it's like, that's one thing like Sean taught me is like, start finding, you have more than what we first started out saying. Now we probably have it, almost everything on there, but. Uh, I'm still surprised. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm just saying like the story, your your balance sheet or P&L tells a story, mm-hmm. right? And your tax, tax statements and stuff like that, eh, is, that's right. not. You know, that's your accountants maneuvering things like that around. But, you know, I, I learned that I wasn't telling the correct story. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, I generate a lot of my success to what your guys' company has done for me is really perceiving that. Of course, being honest with the bank and things like that. And and it's been a, it's been a better relationship for me with my banks, mm-hmm. right, now. Mm-hmm. Well, because now we can <clears throat> just translate, right? Like, yeah. hey – bank when they come out and say, hey, we're got a line for $2 million, and we can turn around and say, that's not enough, right? Mm-hmm. We need 3.5 or whatever the number is, and by the way, here's why you should be okay doing yep. that, right? Here's your coverage, here's the budget, we've got the numbers, we've done your work for you, we've sat in your seat, yep. you know, and so you, it just really helps bridge that, and, you know, access to capital is everything in ag, because mm-hmm. ag's such a small margin business, right? 2 to 5% return, the only way you make money in ag is having scale, Yep. right? And the quicker you get to scale, the quicker you go to making money. Yep. But but if you, you need access to capital because you can't grow at your cash flow, yep. right? You need somebody else's leverage to get you there, right? So if I invest a dollar, one one of my dollars to make two cents, I can only make two cents a year for every dollar I put in. Yep. But if I can get five of the bank's dollars and pay them half a penny for that, right? Yep. Now I'm paying two and a half pennies, but I have five times my, my income. And, Absolutely. And that's how you make money in agriculture. Yeah. But you've got to translate that risk to a bank and say, here's why you're okay doing it. And also for your side, like we look at risk Mm -hmm. the same way a bank doesn't say, how do do we lose money? Where does this thing go to shit? Excuse my language, but where does it go to shit and how are you covered? Things do go to shit. And they do. And so how are you covered? Smell like shit, go to shit. That's right. (laughs) Well, the other thing too is... Well, first, 
Tyler, tell Tyler, us tell real us quick, family, little story, <laughs> little background, so people know who you are. Yeah, so I grew up an old Los Banos boy. Okay. Um, you know, married, you like wool growers? Uh, I grew up on wool <laughs> yeah. growers. Wool growers and Lucky Strike. There you but, go. Um, no, I married three young kids. You know, I, I started my career with a large cattle feed company in the Valley, you know, got an MBA and decided... I wanted a nice, simple, stress-free job, so I decided to be a banker, which I couldn't. That that's pretty far from the truth, but you know, I I started out my career actually working for Sean and followed Sean to Robo, and then you know, like October 2015, we we kind of looked at each other and said, you know, there's a there's a business here doing all the things we like and and not doing any of the things we hate about large financial institutions. So we broke out on our own and. And the whole mission since then has been how do you be a bank without being a bank? Yeah. And and doing a lot of these things. And you know, what I was going to say is how many people do you know that's ever paid off a real estate loan in an egg? <laughs> you know, it never happens. And Me and my dad were just talking about that yesterday. Yeah. And it's because, you know, yeah, you make money. Yeah, you pay down the loan. But you're forever working on the next project. Yeah. There, there's always the next 100 acres. There's always the next 100 cows. And you know. I've never heard that, but you are right on that, Tyler. I yeah. mean, how many guys are debt free? Never. Well, and it, you can't make money in agriculture without leverage. Yeah. Right? No. You've got to be levered to make money. It's just how it is. Unless, or be crazy big. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you got to manage the cycle, right? You know, you think right now, you guys, I mean, what's your position on leverage right now? I mean, <sighs> cost of capital is so cheap right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you can get term debt for under. Four percent, three percent fixed for twenty, thirty years. I mean, the only the only issue you got then is you know commodity risk, but you can lock some of that up, mm-hmm. right? And I think, I mean, you can't hold me to this, right? I'm just an economist, yep. like a junior economist, but I think no matter who's in power with this presidential election, either Biden's going to deflate the dollar, which makes ag exports stronger, which pushes ag up, mm-hmm. or you get general inflation because Biden isn't there and Trump pushes the economy along. If that's how you think. And then you get inflation. Inflation is the same thing, right? Deflates the dollar. So ag's, ag's going to be a good business over the next two years. We're going through a tough time. But right now, what I'm looking at is like, how do you position yourself to get these assets in place, lock your capital up, right? So your capital can't raise, right? So that's inflation protected yeah. once you've done that. And then now you've got your base set up. And if you get your break even to like a nuts, if you can get your break even on a project down to 175, 150, do you really ever lose money? Probably not, right? No. So you break even. Same thing with cattle. Same thing any any you know dairy, whatever you're looking at. But get that locked up, and if you get this inflation or deflation of the dollar, the, the economy's going to rise. I mean, I keep telling people, what do you think is going to happen when all these hospitality, Disneyland, you know, cruise ships, restaurants, everybody's got empty larders, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to fill those back up and then some yep. to catch back up when these things open up again. Where's that going to come from? You know, U.S. Ag, right? Yep. And that's going to push this economy, the ag economy especially, along. I think it's going to be. Ag's going to be first, and then you see the general company kind of pick up. So. And it's always so interesting, right? Like, people in ag were always, I feel like my gen- generation, older generation, they're always bitching, ah, we don't leave. But they don't leave it, right? No. So it's you, a, <laughs> you stay in it. There's cash there, right? Like, yeah. if, it wasn't, if there wasn't money to be made, yeah. people would leave it behind, right? Exactly, and, exactly. And, and, the, it, and the guys that do good at it make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, but they've got to be good at it. Like, you've got to be pushing the edge all the time. You've got to have good relationships, you know, like you're talking with your bank, you know, if you've got to have a relationship with your bank where you go to, or your financier, whoever it is, right, where you go to them and they're your advocate, right? Yep. 
they're there. They're saying, yeah, I believe in you. I see the risk. You're a good operator. And if you don't have that, you know, you got 86. And it's that, it's that with anybody, right? Yeah. But that's that's the, the weird thing about ag versus other kinds of businesses, mm-hmm. right? Which it's it's relationship-based. It's yeah. not, you know, if you don't have the relationship, you're done. So in AgriCFO, I, okay, AgriCFO, I know what it does for me. And now mm-hmm. we're, le- we're looking at some loans. So, like, to a listener out there, especially a young guy, if and – and I guess I'm trying to understand Big Valley Capital. I know what Big Valley Capital does, but say I'm a young guy right now listening, and I got a bunch of equipment. I have it lended from five different – you know, I got a tractor over here. I got this over here, bank over here, cash paid off here. I mean, are you guys – would they be able to come to you guys and structure it, like work it all together, package it up? to really just create one debt service or, I mean, it, you know, to a lot of young guys I know listen to this and saying, can, or is it a phone call to Big Valley Capital and saying, hey, look at my debt. Can we restructure it, package it, maybe pull some cash out because I want to buy another piece of equipment, but I'm a little nervous because it could pull a lot of cash away from me. You know what I mean? And that's a stop real quick. I'm, I'm like a proud papa because I get to hear <laughs> Doug talk about restructuring debt yeah. and balance sheet. Yeah. Like five years ago, he'd look at me like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> it's well, so nice to see you. Like, yeah. You know, up. absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm doing it. You're I'm just it. asking you're the question. Like, you're already good. Know. Good. You're good, good. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, we, we have a lot of financing avenues for different places, different things. You know, we're expanding our product, our product offerings every day. And, you know, we don't. We're happy to talk to anybody about restructuring and their plans. You know, what I was getting at with, have you ever seen anybody pay off a real estate loan? Is, you know, guys will go out borrow money. They'll do a project. You know, they'll they'll expand the dairy. They'll do an almond development deal, and then you spend the next two, three, four years getting the balance sheet right for the next project. You know, and it just it goes in a big cycle and mm-hmm. it's all about how you manage that cycle or they use their cash and go do it and run out of cash yeah. because the year goes down and then they come to you guys and say uh I, maybe i should have borrowed the money on that because i just yeah. you know to me your cash is kind of like your shield right yeah, yeah. you want to kind of hold on to it especially right now when you can borrow money cheap <laughs> yeah once you give that cash it's kind of like paying taxes too once you give it you don't see it back yeah the only way to get it back is restructuring, refinance, whatever that is, and that takes time. And the two things too, when you're looking at that stuff, it, a lot of banks will come to you and just have a, like a one-step solution, like, oh yeah, I'll take care of that equipment loan. They'll package it up, get the equipment done, park it, and be done. Right? And mm-hmm. think about it. But when you guys are really, when especially young guys, you're doing this stuff, you'd say, hey, I'm going to restructure your debt, but I'm restructuring one to make your cash flow better now. Okay get your collateral right. But two, how do I free up cash, working capital in that line? How do I get some access to capital of that? Because what's your plan? What are you going to do next next year, three years, five years, Absolutely. right? And if you, because when you do that equipment loan, that's a five to seven year equipment loan. So really what you need to be thinking about when you do that equipment loan is what's going to happen or potentially going to happen to my company or my plans for the next five years. Because mm-hmm. that's what that, that equipment loan is going to be there. Real estate, same thing. Like it's a 10-year maturity on a 25-year loan. What are my plans for 10 years when I'm doing this real estate? So, yeah, I can get the loan done and just be done with that. But how do I, while I'm hitting that loan and paying all the fees and paying appraisals, how do I structure that loan to get some access to capital, take care of equity, and be ready for the next step, right? And the banks don't do that. I think it's one thing Big Valley Capital does well um, because we've got the consultative side of things. Mm -hmm. But we really understand, like, how Mm -hmm. to make that work for you. 
versus just selling it, right? Yep. It's easy to sell money. Everybody's always buying money, yep. right? But it's a lot harder to structure it and say, here's what it works for your company. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think for younger guys too, you know, one of the first lessons they teach you in banker school is make sure you finance the right assets with the right debt. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of guys will go buy a new tractor off a crop line and then lo and behold, we don't have enough capital to finish farming the Done crop. It. So, hey, you, <laughs> so I'm smiling. and you know what? There are bankers out there that'll let you do that or even tell you to do that. And, yep. and so, you know, you're correct with cash being your shield. You know, if you have this cash around, don't use your short-term cash to go borrow against the long-term or go buy a long-term asset. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just think, oh, there's, you know, as far as loans, there's real estate and then there's your operating loan. Really, it should be segmented into what particular avenue it is, right? So if it's equipment, have it in its equipment portfolio. If mm -hmm. it's um, a lease, you know, there's lease ways to finance things. That everything has its place, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And, you know, real estate has its place. Short-term money has its place. Bridge loan. Whatever the type of funding and money it is, it, it kind of all has its segments, and I think you're able to operate better if you're able to put them into the correct places instead of one just big deal. I get it. If you're huge, it doesn't matter. Money's mm -hmm. coming. You got old ground paid for, mm -hmm. not big worries in the world. I understand. But the more sophisticated you get, the bigger you get, the tighter you are in position on cash, Everything needs to kind of coincide and be in the correct yeah. brackets, right? And the other thing, too, is right now is a lot of guys don't understand how to take advantage of is because rates are so low and there's just not a lot of opportunity out there for money to find a home and make money, it's, it, there's a lot of debt avenues. It doesn't have to be a bank. You know, there's, there's finance companies, there's PACE financing that we're doing now for yep. solar work and for irrigation companies attached to your real estate. And um, there's just a lot out there that... Yep. That one th that's one thing I think we can bring to the table that a bank won't. A bank's going to bring its product set and say, hey, oh, yeah. here's the six products that we live in. This is what we do, and that's fine. What we're able to do is say, hey, look, we've got 20 different products, but we're constantly on the look for new money, right? Yeah. And and new money that's good for both sides. Well, so. you guys are more nimble. I would say yeah. most banks fit land debt, operating debt, business, you know, d you know equipment debt, you know, there's uh, co-bank or, you know, there, there's just different banks that specific and certain different things. And they're really good at that. Mm. But I think what you guys are able to do is go, we have the path to all of them. We know what's the right one you're going to take yeah. for your lending. And that's I, a lot of people just don't know because they go, oh, my dad did business at Bank of America. I go there. You walk in there and you're doing circles because they're like, what what are you doing here? Right. You. Yeah. you your proposal makes no sense to me. And I think one thing you guys can do is help, you know, especially the younger group like myself is work through, okay, majority of your assets are equipment or majority of it's ground or whatever it is. Or you got a lot of cash. How do we leverage your cash, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so I think that's the big thing is just deciding what avenue of lending you guys need to know. Like Sean's going on pace. I didn't even know about this shit till a couple – like weeks ago, I'm like, geez, where, where did this come from? Who came up with this? I think people just brainstorm on how to finance things all day long, but in the end, it makes sense, right? And, and how do you find access to it if you're if you're not in that world, right? You're not living there, so you don't see it. And and my big thing, like I said, is I think one thing we can do 
it's, and I'm really excited about being a partner with AgCenter because there's a lot of good growers here, and I think it's going to help us with our networking. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we do well is, um, I think, where people are frustrated is if you're a small operator or a beginning operator or a mid-sized operator, you're not going to get attention from a large bank. Oh, mm-hmm. You just aren't. But mm-hmm. that's something we can do because we're nimble. We don't have huge overhead costs. And we're going to consultatively kind of work you through that. I mean, I think our mindset is that if I may start at $50,000 with you, but if I do a good job advising you and, and placing debt and helping you grow, you're going to be a two, four, five million dollar borrower someday, yeah. right? And and then we both we both benefit from that, right? Absolutely. So I make more, you make more. It's a good relationship. It's pretty good to go. So no, that's that's the main objective, right? And yeah. I think I think Sean, you get a passion out of, and I'm sure Tyler does too, out of seeing companies do the right thing and mm. uh and i think you guys probably really saw that with agri cfo mm. and now you guys are doing your own deal you got your own business now mm. where you're saying hey i am gonna make a little penny i'm gonna make a penny maybe or a, a quarter of a penny of every dollar you borrow mm-hmm. but i'm gonna work the cheapest debt i'm gonna find the best avenue the best security the best covenants whatever that is and i just challenge a lot of young guys to really if Maybe it's not Big Valley, but I would definitely give them uh, a look or even a conversation. Conversa- it, conversations never uh, hurt, right, no. to learn. And I think that's one thing you guys will give sound advice. You'll either tell them, hey, it doesn't work, or it does. Because, you know, if you do want to grow, you got to look at your position, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And no. look at your story and what's your storytelling. Good, bad, ugly, uh, you know, mine, oh. mine was like that for a long time. <laughs> it's all right. And the other part of that, too, you know, we really try to work with guys, you know, on on the debt side as well. But we spend a lot of time on risk management, you know, looking at operations, seeing what the risk is, seeing how you can mitigate some of that risk. You know, can you, you know, and there's all kinds of other things that go along with it, too, estate planning and, and tax risk yep. and all the other stuff. And it really, it, it all comes down to, at the end of the day, like, primary source of payment, how do I get, how do I repay the debt? Absolutely. Secondary source of repayment, shit hits the fan, how do I keep the bank happy and how's the bank, and you get those two things figured out. And have something left over in the yeah. end if it did. Yeah. yeah. How do you cover your ass? So, so, so yeah, guys, I'm, I'm super pumped you're involved with the Ag Center. I've been wanting this for a while. I think you guys are, I think now, though, in really the right place, ready to, you mm-hmm. know, gun it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and... I'm excited to see where you guys are coming. I know we're going to talk about getting you guys on doing some webinars on finance. I, I challenge when they do that, guys, listen in. If it's free, if you're lucky enough, it's free, <laughs> then listen because you're getting an education on finance. Hopefully people learn something today. You guys are uh, incredible Thanks. at telling the correct story on what you really have. And uh, so I want to cheers to you guys. Salute. Thank you. I drank all mine. Yeah, Sean drank all his. (laughs) But uh, cheers to these guys. And. uh...